Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. It's morning. Then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got to set up the his bedding thicket. Oh, saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming in your ear holes. And you did it. You made it another week closer to deer season. And thank you for tuning in. Um, this week, I talked with Tony from 330 Archery, um, which is now Drawn um, Archery. Um, we talk about um, his new business ventures and chasing your dreams and your goals um, in life and in deer hunting for the season. Um, I set some goals in this episode. He set some goals in this episode. Um, and it's the time of year that you want to set your goals and uh, and kind of tweak them throughout the year and see if... Uh, you can make them come true. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll get into the people that make it possible, and that's Exodus Outdoor Gear. Um, so this week's Exodus update is um, the cell cams are out. Um, the new rivals are working flawlessly. Love the data options that they're offering on the Scout Tech app. Um, and I'm getting some big bucks on cam. Um, like I said, I'm not going to be sharing any details like I normally do, any of the bucks like I normally do. That is only on my Patreon account. Um, I just released a video on my Patreon account of exactly where I hung the cameras, uh, the maps that, um, a map showing the exact pinpoint area, um, a video of me going out and hanging all the cameras and talking about why I've set them there, how I set them, whether they have solar power, um, whether I put lithiums in them for one reason or another, um, and a whole bunch of different details. And then I also am doing a giveaway to my Patreon, where you pick one of the cameras, one through seven, on the map, and whatever buck gets the biggest velvet, whatever cam gets the biggest velvet buck, you're going to get a full setup from Good Set Mobile on one of their uh, trail cam hanging systems. Um, so a lot of people are guessing on that. 
and uh, some some cameras are definitely ahead of the game. If you hear a couple flaps around here, I got a fly that is in the studio, and I freaking hate flies, man. They drive me crazy, so trying to get them with the old hat flick. So if you hear a couple bangs in the background, that's what that is. Um, but for for the, the cameras, like I said, I've been getting some real solid bucks already. I know it's early, and uh, they can leave in a second, and you never know, but... As of right now, that property is looking very promising. Um, I'm going to plan on this weekend going and putting uh, the cams out on the urban piece and the public um, suburban piece. Um, just, I guess you're going to run two cams there and then three cams on the urban piece, both smaller pieces that I'm going to be targeting. Um, but I have located some velvet giants on the urban, uh, the urban piece. Uh, whether they're hanging around or not, that's to be determined, but... Um, been doing a lot of glassing and found some absolute giant bucks out there. Uh, one seven by seven. That's really, really cool looking. Um, so be interested to follow him throughout the year, but hopefully you've been able to, to get out and, uh, get some velvet glassing in, but that is the Exodus update. Um, time of year to get them cams out. Those bucks are fooled out. You can really tell what you got going on now, but let's get Tony on the line. All right. We got Tony on. How you doing tonight, brother? Great, my man. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you. We've been meaning to catch up anyway, so I figured what better way than to have you on a podcast. And you had something um, pretty big happen in your life that we wanted to chat about anyway, so what better way to connect than this? Hey, man. Thank you for again for having me. Yeah, and, th and then my boys know that like when I'm podcasting, they don't interrupt me much, but if I was on the phone... Dude, we get interrupted like 38 Stop. times. <laughs> the kids. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm podcasting. I'm going to be gone for two, an hour and a half, like just chill. And they're like, okay, yep. I go I go out to the studio and they leave me, kind of leave me alone that way. So, um, but yeah, man, huge, uh, huge news for you coming up. But before we get into that, uh, let the people know who you are. Yeah. My name is uh, Tony Santalosi. I'm the owner and founder of Drawn Archery here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, we're a bowstring builder, um, and uh, recently had a uh, recently had a rebrand that uh, I can't wait to to talk about. So we were on um, you had us on last year, and I got to tell you the amount of support that I got from the listeners, um, you know, and I screenshotted so many and sent them to you, and and I was just so thankful because the listeners that you have are exactly our target customers. Right. We're uh, not saying that target archers aren't important, but uh, man, I'm a bow hunter uh, till I die. And that's uh, that's what I enjoy, who I enjoy building strings for. So a lot of those guys, you know, were messaging me. Hey, heard you heard you on the Whitetail Lake podcast. You know, I love the episode. You know, talk to me about some strings. Blah, blah, blah. We ended up, you know, some of the guys, we ended up talking an hour on the phone. We didn't even talk about the strings. They ended up calling back, and then we, <laughs> we, like, we became best friends instantly. So yeah. your people and our people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, there's a lot of good, solid people that I've met from this show. That's the best thing that's come about it, you know, meeting guys like you and, and striking a friendship where, you know, we chat that a lot of times not about both strings, you know, about other stuff like, hey, man, hope you're doing good, what's going on in life, and, and shit like that, and it's cool to – to grow that friendship over the common thing of hunting while we both have what we got going on, you know, on the yeah. back burner. Um, but yeah, go ahead and get into this, uh, this rebrand, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, first of all, again, but, um, so we're formally three, three O archery and where that came from is, and I'm not going to kind of get into the whole story of how we, you know, kind of got into business, but, the reason the the three three zero archery was was the brand right was the name is um, our area code uh, is three three zero and a lot of people when they repeat the phone number is three three zero and for the longest time before we got into business my uh, Instagram tag was three three zero with a bow and you know I'm strictly a bow hunter yeah I'll shoot turkeys with a shotgun but uh, I love shooting my bow I'm all about bow hunting so um, the goal was always just to to be local, um, be a local builder. There was a, um, a gap in um, string builders here locally, and we have a ton of bow hunters in the area. And after probably six months, um, we just uncontrollably took off. And I, you know, there's a lot of good string builders out there. And I think that one of the reasons why we really, really took off is just because of 
kind of what we're doing right here, right? Like I'm just a normal guy. I don't have a receptionist. I do everything myself. So every, you know, uh, contact that you make with me is me, me picking up the phone or me returning a text or me returning a, a social media message. And uh, before I knew it, we were shipping all over the country now. So instead of it just being like a local pickup, you know, we're shipping to Florida and Texas and literally all over the country. And I started thinking like, man, where, where can this thing really go? So I was at the uh, Total Archery Challenge this year in Seven Springs with a couple of my buddies from Exodus. And uh, me and Cameron and my buddy Lucas were talking about, um, hey, what does this next level really look like? And where what is the future of 330 Archery? So, you know, Cameron had mentioned a while back, like, man, hey, if you're really looking to take this to the next level, um, you really got to do something with the name. And I'm starting to, you know, we're having a conversation and I'm thinking like, I don't, I don't really understand what the problem is. Well, as we dove into it, and this was, you know, we're, we're in the Airbnb at night and I'll never forget this. We're, we're just hanging out after the show and we were in a hundred degree heat in Pennsylvania in middle of July all day long. And we're just hanging out exhausted from the day. And, um, we started talking like, Hey, I wonder how, like the most bow hunters anywhere at per capita is Michigan and Pennsylvania. And, with Ohio State and Michigan having such a big rivalry and the Browns and the Steelers having such a big rivalry, we started to think like, are any of these guys going to have an Ohio logo on their truck? Like is a Michigan bow hunter going to have, who's a Michigan State or Michigan fan, are they going to have an Ohio logo on their truck? And the answer is no, because I wouldn't have a Michigan one. And nothing against Michigan guys, but being a sports fan, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan and probably, probably, not going to survive too long in Ohio with the Michigan uh, state logo. So same thing goes for, for the uh, Browns and the Steelers. Um, so we really started to think like, am I losing business over the name? And, you know, on the way home, I was really reflecting about these conversations and about the, the whole trip. And, you know, I was like, well, I need a name. And I started thinking like, why am I drawn to Bohan? Why am I drawn to archery? Why am I drawn to building the best string on the market? Why am I drawn to all these things? And all of a sudden I was like, boom, there it is, drawn archery. And that that's kind of the backstory. And we uh, we just announced it uh, last Friday. Um, we went live with the rebrand. And then Saturday I held a uh, 3D event for all of my pro staff members. Um, so, you know, in kind of celebration of the, uh event and the rebrand and that kind of takes us to now so nice yeah i mean a couple things that i took off from there is um the value of a local shop like you said where you have a guy that you can call and and have that connection with and and gonna take the time to figure out exactly what you need um that's kind of gone for us around here um which is something that's weird to even say there used to be a bunch of bow shops around and a lot of them went out of business especially covid that took a toll on a lot of people because you couldn't get product, so they couldn't make any money to sell stuff. You know, everything was kind of backlogged. So, you know, they're fletching arrows, and that's about their 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 business. They're not they're not, and people weren't buying as much during that time. You know, even the outdoor industry took a big hit just in sales in general. Um, but there's only one shop, and he's just one older guy, um, and and he's good, but he's you know, he's just one guy and he's got, he's the only guy around or you could take it to like farm King or something to, you know, get it done, which you never know, you know, nothing against the guys that work there, but you never know a guy, you know, he could just come off the street and that's his third week on the job, you know, and he has no idea kind of know what he, what he's doing. You know, he's not a bow technician. He just helps guys with his bow, you know, when they buy it and stuff. Um, so having a, having a guy that you can call, with the direct number and say, Hey, I'm having this issue with string or what, what string do I even need? You know, that's a big, yeah. a big factor. Even if even, you know, say they're not going to buy your strings, just having a guy to be able to say, Hey, can you, can what you help do? me out? You know, what, what do I do? I had, I sent you that message. I forwarded a guy to you. He was much to me and he's like, Hey, I got this older bow. I'm not sure what to do. I'm like, He's like, I need strung. I'm like, this is your guy. Message this guy. He'll know. <laughs> I don't know enough about it um, to to dive in deep on that. But I was like, message this guy and and go for it. And then um, with the name, I I agree. Drawn is way better, especially with the video um, that that 
I was shared on my page, my page. I'll probably share again just so people can see it after I release the podcast. You guys did an awesome job on that. Um, it shows, you know, your passion as a hunter and your passion as, you know, making these bowstrings the best they can be. Um, and you kill the name, but you know, three, three Oh archery, it's, it's, it, it's kind of confusing, you know, of like, is it, what exactly is it? You see three, three Oh, you're like, Oh, you know, what is that? But if you see drawn archery, you're like, okay, yeah, this guy's doing something with bows. So like right off the bat, yeah. you know, you kind of have yeah. an idea what, what exactly is, but, um, I know but, you got some more. Was, everybody was, you know, I, that was like my baby, right? That's where we started everything from. We started from building custom arrows and kind of worked up from there. And the, the most annoying thing to me, and I don't blame it because I, you know, I would read it that way, but a lot of people called it 33 O archery yeah. and 33 OH or uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, correcting everything. I'm like, you know what? That's it. All right. We're doing something here. Uh, and that's kind of, kind of where it happened, but back on the local thing, you're uh you're spot on with that we have you know the guys that are local to me um i wish i had that coming up because you know we offer a package obviously to ship the strings like anybody else would and that's probably 75 percent of the business but the other 25 percent who are within driving distance and we've had guys drive three hours um to get their strings installed because part of that package includes i tie in your d-loop i tie in your peep site i set all three axes on your um on your site we time the bow we go out in the yard and shoot like there's a whole package that's involved where you get one-on-one -on -one attention you're and again this is not hammering the bow shops or anything like that but when you go to a bow shop like there's normally one or two guys in there and there's a whole bunch of people waiting the benefit of having the buy appointment only is that hour or two that we spend here that time is for you you know my phone shut off this is this is time that we've dedicated to making sure that when you leave here, you're ready to go hunt. Yeah, and it's always nice to have someone even watch you shoot. Like, cause you yep. could be doing something small, and then I'll have a buddy, and he's like, "You know that you're doing this," and I'd be like, "Hell, I didn't even notice that." And then you, <laughs> you fix it, you know, and then yeah. you're, you're shooting a little bit better. Or you know, ex especially someone that's maybe new into archery, because I know that you were revamping like a lot of older bows. And, oh, yeah. uh, and setting people up that way. What a better but, way than to teach a guy like, okay, this is how you tune a bow. This is how you set it up. This is how your site works. Instead of going to YouTube and watching a video, you could have a guy 100%. at 20 yards probably shooting, you know, pretty dang good by the time he left there. Um, yeah. Going from nothing to that and just understanding draw cycle and what you need to Everything. do direct on with someone that understands not only how to shoot, but how the bow and the string works you know, in unison and how to time your bow and stuff. Cause that's something yeah. that when I was a kid, I remember I bought my first bow and I had to crank the limbs all the way out, you know, cause it was yeah. so heavy and I never knew about it need to be even both sides and you know, the, all that. And my, my shit was probably whack, you know, <laughs> I had a hard, yeah, yeah, hard right turret on the arrow, you know, coming off and um, probably shooting, 55 on the top and 50 on the bottom, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just not, not, not set up, just not knowing, not, yeah. you know, just ignorance by not knowing the knowledge that you need to know and, um, still get it done. But you try to stretch yeah. it out there 30, 40, 50 yards. That's when you really start to see the all problem. the fine, you know, the fine, uh, techniques. Um, and then my second point was, you know, the value of being able to change a string because the, with the price of bows and they just keep going up and up, the first oh, thing yeah. that wears out on a bow is the string. Like, I mean, that is the first thing that goes that, well, you know, you get the string stretch, you, you know, you get all the stuff that we talked about on a previous podcast. Um, but you get, you get that, just that wear and tear. It starts to fray a little bit, you know, where you're hooking your, your, your side on it where you're putting your face on it you know the oils and stuff from that it just starts to fray a little bit and um i've had it to where i drove to go hunting and the bow had the string had broke in my bow case holy moly um but and it was like what was it was like november 3rd and i told my wife i said this was probably eight years ago um i was going hunting this is a crazy story 
I was going hunting, right? I was in this sweet little pinch. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be money. <laughs> Actually didn't go out that night and, you know, drink a bunch the night before. Got up on time early. I was out there. Got my headlamp on. Opened up the bow case. Bow's broken. I'm like, oh, my God, oh. what do I do? Ten minutes later, my wife calls me. She hits a deer. Totals oh. her car. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh. I'm, like, I'm like, what a day. So yeah. my wife's got to go to work, so I leave, um, take her to work, and then, you know, line up the tow truck, call the insurance, all that good um, jazz. And uh, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go see about getting a new bowstring, you know, et cetera. And the guy there is like, well, we're going to have to order it. It's going to take a while. I'm like, what do you got off the shelf that I could buy right now? And I, I bought a, I bought a, he had some Matthews missions in there. I don't know if you remember when the mission came out. It was like maybe oh, yeah. the third or fourth year it was out, and he had a Matthew mission, and he was like, I set that bow up right there, take everything you off, you'll be shooting 30 yards, and you leave. You know, it was like 750 bucks. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, it's the, <laughs> it's the middle of November. You know, first of November, I yeah. can't be out of a bow for, oh, no. you know, for for multiple years or for multiple weeks, you know, and, and uh, I used that bow forever just till three years ago, two or three years ago I bought, I got a new one. Um, but it's my backup bow now, you know, and um, I put a new string on it and it kind of hangs in the in the garage and I get it out and shoot it every now and then. Um, and it's just it's crazy. I shoot that bow and then I go shoot my my other Matthews and it's just it's like shooting a dinosaur, dude. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, this thing is awkward as hell, you know. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I, I had been in that situation where I pushed that string off and pushed that string off. And that's something you don't. And you don't want to be November. You're you got time off of work, and they're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be two weeks before we can get a bowstring, or you know, a week before we can get a bowstring." So if a guy ran into that, trying to get one from the factory, he could call you up. You could yeah. probably make a custom one and get it to him a lot quicker yeah. than getting something from the factory. Absolutely, and think about too when you talk about the cost of a bow. Um, what other upkeep you know if you if you buy a car right you got oil changes you got tires you got brakes you got tie rods now obviously a big price difference well at least for maybe maybe getting soon there's not too much of a price difference yeah. but um, when you get a brand new bow versus a even a used car let's just say there's still maintenance that you have to do right every single year and hey sometimes if you don't drive a lot maybe you don't you only change the oil once a year right maybe you just drive here to work every day and it's a short drive but you're still going to change the oil right you mm. still have the same fluids in there that have been in there for how long so there's always going to be maintenance on everything you own but people still for some reason they try to stretch those strings uh no pun intended uh as long as they can to save a little bit of money on strings when you think about it there's nothing really else that you have to do to your bow other than check the timing right Maybe you want to change rest or maybe you want to change arrows or maybe you want to change your bow sight. Like that's why I preach, man, treat that bow like it is a high performance Ferrari that you're going to, you know, drive to the maximum, you know, potential every single day. So uh, do you have to change your strings every year? No, but why wouldn't you when, you know, you're trying to keep that bow for a long time? It's doing something very, very important. You need that bow to perform when you when you're counting on that thing to perform right like you either you have your target buck there or heck even if it's just a, a doe that you know you want to whack and get some meat or have experience or whatever like you, you don't want to take a chance when it comes to your bow um so that's that's why we're still you know change, change that thing every year um regardless if it needs it or not and again it's not a not a push for us go order whoever you're comfortable through but but keep upkeep Keep some upkeep. Have some upkeep on your boat. You know. Yeah, I mean the the thing about it that I think I think a lot of people don't they know but they never realize is they're like, well, I don't shoot my bow very much. Well, it's always under tension. The string's 100%. always under tension, so it's always yep. has some wear on it, even if it's hung on the shelf for yeah. six months. Yep. The string still ha has tension on it, you know. But a lot of people see the wear, like where I see the wear is, you know. If you shoot a lot right there where it goes into the cam and out of the cam, into the cam and out of yep. the cam, you know, just that multiple, you know, and if a guy's shooting a whole bunch of 3D summer league, you know, or shooting, you know, all winter 
you know, in, yeah. in an indoor league, it's probably a good idea to get one before bow season, or yeah. you're going to be like me out there, you know, or have a backup bow, which is it's even yeah. more expensive, you know. Yeah. Um, so. The uh, and new bows too. I'll tell you what. So I bought uh, I bought a new bow this year, and I do have to say, you know, I'll admit, maybe some others won't, but the factory strings are coming coming along. They the factory strings used to be absolutely garbage, um, but they are making leaps and bounds. But to get the performance out of some of these bows on the cables now, they have a very, very, very aggressive um, angle in them where it's almost like a letter J. Like they come in and they hook yeah. hard. Yeah, they like hook a nine, hard. You know, 180 degree angle. And, you know, doesn't like there, I had that factory string and I shot it a couple times before I put my own strings on it. And in that area where that hard aggressive turn is, you started to see already a little serving separation because of how aggressive that cam is. Um, so that's something that you have to keep an eye on. Again, that was a $2,000 bow that I had maybe under 50 shots in that, you know, just because of the angle on that cam, you're sometimes you're going to have some problems. So yeah. um, that was better, more important than ever, especially on these newer bows to keep an eye on your strings. Yeah. Cause when they go, they're going to go hard with that aggressive yeah, angle. It's not going to be a little, tear it's gonna go pop you know and uh, oh one one more thing i wanted to bring up i wanted to tell you about i want to tell you a little story from tonight that just happened it was kind of cool so this is about uh people that have older bows that are just laying around that they don't shoot anymore so we always make posts on like hey or, or if you go to a garage sale i'm always buying people's bows you know if i can get them for 25 50 bucks whatever we had a kid who came over. I had a kid who came over today. He called and ordered uh, a set of strings and he goes, Hey, and Dom, if you're listening to this for whatever reason, shout out to you, brother. But he um, called me and he said, Hey, I got a hand me down bow. Um, I really want to get into bow hunting. And I talked to him on the phone for like 20 minutes. This kid was, he was so pumped up. So I built him a set of strings. He came over and dropped off the bow. And I have probably at all times, um maybe six or seven just older bows just in case um somebody wants to get in hunting and can't afford it or whatever um but so i build the strings he comes and drops the bow off the bow is has been dry fired so strings are snapped the limbs are not where they're supposed to be and i was like oh man so we put the strings on it took some time to get everything back together i get everything lubed up it's all ready to go i get the bow timed i get his rest set up this bow's working good he comes down, um, draws it for the first time, and the draw length is four inches short. Oh, wow. So I, I felt so bad because he was so pumped up. And he didn't know what he was, you know, again, it was a hand-me-down. Yeah. So it's not like when somebody set him up with the wrong bow. He was just excited and, you know, wanted a new bow. So luckily, dude, I had something in the basement that was literally perfect for him. Dude, we gave him the bow. And... He was like, dude, are you seriously giving me a bow? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, this is why, this is why I buy these. So if we get into a situation like this where, you know, somebody wants to get into archery or bow hunting, like they they have somebody that they can count on. So, you know, we got them all set up with the bow. And, you know, mind you, it's a 1990s, you know, high country. It's an older bow. It's probably not worth much. But, you know, the the moral of the story is if you have these old bows laying around and you know you're not going to shoot them. Like share, right? Gift them to yeah. somebody. Yeah. You're somebody that wants to get into bow hunting or archery. Man, give them bows away. Yeah, that's bad. That's badass, man. Like you said, that kid, you know, probably tore up because he don't even know, yeah. you know, don't know what draw length is. He gets there and thinks, oh man, I got this thing all set up. You know, rests a little money in her, and I'm gonna be bow hunting this year. And you know, if you had bought that bow and had it laying there, he would have been looking for another yeah. bow. You know, and then bad thing yeah. about that is. When I first started hunting, I had no money. Um, I was short. Sure. I had I have my first bow was a Darton, um, way too big for me, um, and uh, I think I got a I think I got a PSC Nova after that. And dude, that was like holy smoke! That thing was <laughs> sick, you know, compared to what I was shooting. Um, yeah. I had like the the sight that like remember the giant brass um, oh, yeah. sight pins that were like absolutely huge. With just oh, a yeah. little green dot on the end, um, yeah. I had two of those on there, and I actually I killed some deer with that thing, you know, and oh. uh, and uh, I uh, 
I ended up getting that PSE, but you know, that the bow, the draw length was a little short for me. I remember, cause that's why I ended up getting a new bow. Cause you grow over time, you know, and that yep. stuff that works don't work anymore. And with those old bows, it, you know, trying to find a, a new cam to lengthen the draw on that is going to be extremely challenging, you know? So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's badass, man. And, and, uh, hopefully he has a hell of a year, man. If he kills a deer with that bow, you know, you're going to hear about it. You know, that's, Oh, I, I can't wait. Just yeah. to, he was, I just, you know, he was so defeated. I just felt so bad because he was so excited. And, you know, I, I, I guess maybe I should have asked, I assume everybody knows when they bring me something that like, Hey, they already know that this is going to fit them, this or that, you know? So I didn't really think to, you know, if somebody were to order a set of strings for me and I ship them to them, I figure, you know, you know, you got everything in line, right? You're ready to go. Yeah. You're investing the money in the strings. You kind of know what you got going on. Yeah. So I, when he, when he drew that bow back and I was like, I was looking at him like, wait, something isn't right here. And I was looking, I was like, man, there's no adjustment on these cams. And he was, I was like, dude, did you, did you like draw this at all before? Did you, you know, do you know your draw length? And he goes, no, man, I just, you know, I just want to get into archery. And I'm like, oh, I got you, buddy. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. He was so, he was so pumped. He goes, dude, you're going to give me a bow. I said, yeah, man, I'm gonna, we'll take care of you. Go, go shoot it. Go, you know, order a whisker biscuit for it. Get it, you know, come back over. And the nice thing, again, is these local guys, they can just come over. I shoot every night anyway. So, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get him going. That's for Hell sure. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Props to you for doing that. It's like I said, that's the value of having that local guy, that local shop where, a, you know, a bigger shop, they're not going to have time to help that guy. You can be like, dude, your draw link's too low, or it's too small. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to get a different yeah. bow, and that's going to be the end of the story. Um, yep. You know, and then. you got to walk talk. Yeah. At all. At all, whether if it's on social media or when no one's looking and nobody's watching, or we could have just sent that kid on his way and said, yeah, thanks for buying strings. Let us know when you get a new bow. Yeah. Um, but you got to walk the talk when, yeah. when no one's watching, right? Yeah, for sure. And that, that, uh, that I can, we know we did the right thing, you know, as we try to do in every transaction, but, uh, uh, at all times you gotta, you gotta walk the talk. Yep. I believe, I believe in the good Lord, but I also believe that in karma, um, my, and I have all my kids believing in karma as well. My little kid, you know, he'll be bad. Then he'll like stub his toe later. I'm like, dude, I told you, (laughs) (laughs) I told you, dude, but, um, I believe, yeah, I believe that, uh, good things happen to good people. And that's why, I'm, I'd say always try to do the right thing on here. Um, I'll, I'll, the reason I say try is because sometimes it's damn hard, you know, and sometimes I catch myself, man, I, sh- I could have gone about that a little bit different in the moment. You know, I wasn't thinking right. So I always say, you know, just try. If you're trying, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing the best you can. But um, to get to kind of get back into this. So this was this is kind of a dream of yours, you know, a goal of yours is to start this own business and it sounds like you've been real successful over the years and um, the, 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 since the time you started. And I think this rebrand is going to help you a lot. Um, I'm excited to, to see the, the, the more the more you said you got a little bit more stuff you're about to release too. Um, I'm excited about that. But kind of get back into hunting this year. What's, uh, what's one kind of goal that you got for this year in mind that you're really going to go after? Killing Chad, bro. So last year uh, I named it. I named this deer Chad after uh, Chad from Exodus uh, because this deer is just jacked, just like Chad. I hope he hears this. But uh, this deer, so when I was on last time, I think we were both talking it because you hit a branch last year too, right? Yeah. Didn't you hit a limb? Yeah. All right. So last year, um, it was the most perfect hunt. Uh, I'll describe it quickly, but it was essentially, I call this spot like the hornet's nest after last year because I had the best rut experience for local hunting that I've ever had in my life. I had so many deer running past me that I didn't even know where to look. And um right as uh last light was approaching, I looked to my right and I heard this like clicking noise. And so it made me look and man there Chad wasn't Chad didn't have a name before this, but I looked over and there was just this gorgeous, gorgeous eight point and um when I got in the saddle, uh, I told myself like, there's a branch in front of me or to my right. And I, I couldn't like reach it and it's private land. So I was fully ready to break this branch, but I like took an arrow at it. I just tried to pull it to me and I just couldn't get it. But I told myself that 
all right, if a deer comes from this way, I got to lower myself down six inches before I take the shot and I'll be fine. So in that moment, man, I started thinking about calling my wife, like those deer came out. I was like, I'm going to call my wife. I'm going to call my daughters. You know, I was, I was like, this deer is done. I was that confident. And in that moment, forgot about that branch dude. And I ran such a heavy arrow because I went on this heavy arrow train that the arc on my arrow was just nasty. And Dude, I drew back, put the pin right on him, and sure enough, man, that arrow went right into that branch and deflected right down into the ground. And they started, uh, there were so many deer out there. They were blowing like a whorehouse. It was, there were so many, there were so many deer around. Everybody started running this or that. And then, dude, I just put my head down like, man, this, I cannot believe that this just happened. I worked. And I watched that deer since July. It was kind of like the first deer that I've ever had on camera that didn't shift and that I was able to, to kind of pattern the whole time. So I knew he's going to be there. And, um, you know, I went out the next couple of nights and that, that deer never showed up. So, uh, I didn't get him on camera the whole rest of the year. So I wasn't sure what happened. And then, uh, I went thrown, uh, I went through some, uh, some, uh, the new rivals up and kind of, uh, Re reevaluated the property and hung some uh, hung some platforms out so you know I can get in and get in quietly and uh, be efficient when I hunt and uh, man like three days later this same deer um, uh, finally reappeared and I was on the phone with Chad uh, going through my settings and then I got a picture of that deer and I was like dude that's that's Chad this year and I'm gonna get him so. My whole year is devoted to uh, shooting that one deer, and then I have a Sika deer hunt in Maryland that oh, I'll be nice. doing in October. So, really excited about that, man. I've been watching a, been wanting to do that for the last few years. Um, it looks really, really fun. The yeah, really, really cool deer. So, I'm gonna head up there and see, uh, uh, see what we can do there. So, nice. Yeah, I think my my boys watch that, the meat eater episode, um, where, yeah. where they're hunting them, and they're just they just love that dude. They think it's yeah, cool as hell. So. yeah it does look cool it's, it seems pretty hard but very very yep. cool so well i got a buddy who lives up there and he has um you know he's he lives kind of by public land and i was asking him like dude i know nothing about this like what do i even need to bring he goes bring as many um thermocells as you possibly could bring because <laughs> they live in the swamp and he goes bring some type of waders or really high boots yeah. and i was like all right I could see what kind of hunt this yeah, is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> That's like yep. our conversation before we started about the flies. I wouldn't dig that at yeah. all. No, it's like I don't it, like it, man. You see I, those, I don't, uh, I don't like those. Uh, you see those videos of those bear hunts, like in Alberta, and the guy's got like well, the f- mosquito <laughs> face mask on. It's just well, covered. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to bear that bad. <laughs> dude, I went. The only time I've had. Now, most of the time in Northeast Ohio, when it's hunting season, now our, our season always kicks off last Saturday of um, September, but it doesn't mean we always go out then. You know, normally I wait for the first cold front or something like that. And if the weather's decent, like we're out opening day or whatever, but I really don't have to mess with mosquitoes during hunting season at all. However, I went and went to Florida and hunted a pig um, a few years ago. And dude, every bug there is trying to kill you. And they're big. And we, I sat on a blind and it was, you know, uh, when we go October or something like that. And dude, it was 85 degrees. I'm literally dripping with sweat. Oh, yeah. And there's mosquitoes everywhere. It was like the, I'm like, how is this enjoyable? Yeah. Terror sounds terrible. awful. Snakes all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, everything's trying to kill you. Yeah. Every yeah. bug, every, well, it was terrible. But it was a good time. It yeah. was just hot. Yeah. You got to go at night with those pigs. <laughs> break out thermal. the thermal <laughs> drop them down oh uh, yeah yeah i uh i i haven't um hung any cams on the uh the piece where i hit the limb with my buck going to very shortly probably this weekend i actually got um a um nuisance permit for that property from the landowner so i it's doe only but um i uh, yeah i'm i uh been trying to keep it like I told my wife I said I can see the does from the road every night in the bean field <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna wait for a cold night I'm not gonna go in there and hang any cams and spook anything yeah. I'll shoot that doe 
and when I shoot that doe, everything would be wrecked anyways. So yep. I'll hang all the cams. But then we had that right. hot spell, and I got to the end of the August 29th to, to kill them. So just been waiting for a, a cool weekend to to go out there and, and put one down. But this weekend yeah. might be the weekend. Um, it's looking like it's going to drop down because, I mean, that's the thing this time of year. Like, you got to get that sucker on ice pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they they said you could just shoot it and kind of leave it or dispose of it properly and waste the meat. But I don't think that's the right way to do it, you know. Um, so yeah. I got the told my wife, I said, I got these big coolers. I'll put them in the ice, put that meat on top of the ice, you know, keep it out of the water and get it cooled yep. off and then break it down and grind it up and get a dough in the freezer in, in August, you know. And, That's awesome. and uh, but uh, he actually got two permits and I was like, man, you need to give someone else a tag. Cause I, two deer is a lot to break down, you know, yeah. especially this yeah. time of year. Like if you can leave a, leave a hang and take the front quarters off and work with them and then, you know, get the back, but you got to do it all quick, man. If it's 80 yeah. degrees out, you know, you gotta, you gotta move. Um, but yeah, so I got that going on, but uh, my main goal is I just, I'm going to kill another giant like everybody else, but I really want to kill a buck in October again. Um, I killed two in October of the year before. And then last year, I didn't kill one in October. I almost killed one first of November, but I passed some decent bucks in October. Um, so I'd like to kill another buck in October. It's just a whole, the year's just got a different feel. Um, it's just so much more enjoyable when you have a buck down that early. Cause then you're it, just, it you're just yeah. I mean, you, you got a buck down, you're feeling good. You've accomplished, you know, a goal and now you're just looking for a giant and you're only hunting the giant. So it's so much more simpler than, I shoot this buck, I shoot this buck, you know, and you're bouncing all over the place. And if you're looking for one giant and you're like, that's a deer I'm going to kill, it's pretty simple to know where you're going to hunt, you know, at least right. for the property. Um, so, and then I eliminated all public land. So my workload, oh, yeah. my workload is going to be cut down substantially. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And then my son is, as well is starting to hunt. So I'm looking to get oh, him. Oh, I love that. Yeah gonna be out there with the crossbow hoping to get him a doe and then he wants to shoot like a six pointer or something which you know That's he's awesome. like i'm gonna shoot a big deer i'm like no dude you gotta start off with like <laughs> something like Payers, six or small eight or seven like something you know you can't just be out yeah. there plugging i just don't want to ruin him you know i want him to <laughs> to shoot stuff like i did and, and have that experience but yeah. um so that that'd be my main goals for the year is just try to like I said, I'd really like to kill a nice one in October, though. That'd be great. But so that's the that's the I guess the challenging piece where you know in Ohio, obviously, it's a one buck state. So yeah. when we're like we're I live at you can shoot six total deer, one one of them being a buck. In my county, um, you can shoot uh, three total deer. So you know whether it be three does or buck and two does or whatever. And we, dude, I'm telling you, we eat so much venison all year that i had to buy a separate cooler and we go through it um the yeah. kids eat it wife eats it i eat it um but when it comes to shooting a buck um there are a lot of years where you know i'll eat tag soup um because there's a deer that i'm after and i won't just shoot a buck just to shoot a buck yeah you know what I mean? like i i and there's nothing wrong with that like there are many of my friends that i'm super happy for that will shoot a forky or six point or whatever and you know more power to them i'm so happy for you like if that's what makes you happy but i try to i try to pinpoint a deer and chase that deer and i love like you said i love shooting a deer in late october mid-october but i also love hunting in late december and january um when it gets super super cold um i uh i love that it, it's like and you know no offense to anybody if i offend everybody i'm sorry but i feel like if you haven't killed, the hunters are out in, in January. When it's cold, when it's miserable, when nobody else wants to be out, like that's when I enjoy it the most. Because I know that um, I'm getting after it in times where other people aren't. And just knowing like, hey, I'm the only one out here right now. Um, even if I don't get it done, it, 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 I make myself, I push myself further mentally when it's miserable like that. Yeah, that's for sure. There's like, there's a, very few people after November, around here at least, even if they say yeah. that they hunt hard, actually hunt hard. Yeah. I bet yeah. you, 
I bet you it's down twenty. It's to twenty percent of what it was. You know, I mean, there's a few guys, but there's nobody out there. And I ki- that's when I killed mine last year was like December thirtieth or something like that. Well, you I know, thought you did late, real late. You know, and uh, just out there, cold as hell, just you know, still running the cams and doing all the stuff to to try to get it done yeah. and. Got lucky, and one was on the late season hidden food plot. You know, food yep. plot that you plant with a four wheeler and a broadcaster. Um, That's awesome. You know, kill kill one in December, just like a quarter acre um, brassica turnip plot. All it was, but enough That's to. All it needed. Yep, it needed about a week of snow on the ground and some really really cold temps, and then the deer were there. And there's a three year old that I passed in October, really really solid deer, and he was on that that plot then I could have killed him and I passed him. So I'm like, all right, buddy. And if you stayed around, <laughs> I'm going to plant this plot again and I'll just be waiting for you at four. Cause you're going to be, and you know, I, at that property, I've been passing three year olds passing, you know, real decent bucks. And then the neighbor is an absolute stone cold killer. Only uh, other guy that hunts around me, and he's killed every single one of the big deer of the last five <laughs> years that I've been hunting there. Guy is a, just a killer, bro. You gotta team up with him, yeah, bro. Yeah, well, he's he's a he's a lone oh, wolf. Dude. I never know when I'm he's out there or anything like that, and um, he kills him coming off my piece, and then, uh, you know, and it's just a fly through. But he's mine's real wide crp grassy area and he just has field and a creek and he just gets in that creek and they eventually got to come within bow range you know <laughs> so he just oh, riding yeah. it out man and he killed he's killed every big the biggest deer i got on camera he ends up killing um and then he Are you guys cordial? oh yeah yeah he's oh, yeah good. yeah we're, we're good and then uh he actually missed the buck that i shot last year Oh shoot! He's like, he was like, I missed that deer in October. I'm like, oh really? He's like, yeah. He's like, he looked forward to me. I'm like, yeah. He's, I don't know exactly what he was, man. He's just a random buck that showed up, you know, and was on the late season food plot. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm really positive with those base kickers that I missed that deer in October. I'm like, well, you killed a 170 in November, so you made up for it. (laughs) My buck, the buck I called chips and dip. Oh, he got him. So I, yeah. had, I, I had a buck called Mr. Maybe he got that guy. I had, I had a, Oh, lost him. All right. Yep. Computer glitch like normal with this show. Been doing it for, I don't know how many years. Still can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he killed a buck that I called Mr. Maybe, um, really good deer. And then, uh, he killed a buck, he killed chips and dip. And then he killed, we had this random buck come through, um, late October, big giant buck. We never named him. He killed that buck. Then I had a buck named Chaos, and he killed that buck. I was like, Jesus, man, he's just a good hunter, dude. He just he just yeah. gets it done out there. So I can't. You know what it shows? That, I don't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. That just shows you that like you don't need a hundred acres, three hundred acres. Like you said, he's got a field. He's got a creek. Yeah, he's got like he's got it's right. probably one hundred and fifty acres, but probably six of its timber, maybe seven. Like it's just oh, not very not much. It. You know, it's just a yeah. creek that runs through it. Um, a little bold timber at the end and a little bold timber at the other, but nothing like major, but, um, he could set on one end to the other with the wind north or south, and he can cover that whole entire Creek. It's probably 45 yards, you know? Wide? So, yeah. Wide. So that's awesome. And it's they cross that a lot. Is it deep? Uh, well, if the Creek runs, uh, kind of Northeast, Southeast, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he can hunt up, he hunts on either side of it and it's the timber is at the bottom of the Creek. And then there's a hillside that's timbered and he just gets right in there. Um, but yeah, they, they come off of mine and then there's a little bowl and then mine, they go through and it's head tall CRP and they just zigzag all the way through there or they run straight through and go to the next piece. But late season, I killed a buck coming off his property. Come right off his oh, property, right to my food plot. So I was like, "I got one, I got one." <laughs> <laughs> the score is ten yeah, to one. Yeah, yeah, Don't finally pass. got one. He's not quite as big as the ones you're getting, but yeah, he killed chips and dip. I had uh, both that deer sheds from the year before, passed him the year before. Uh-huh. Awesome buck. Um, yeah. And uh, he ended up getting him during shotgun season, I believe. Um, but just a cool ass, you know, six by six split brows, 
seven on one side, eight on the other with the kickers and shit. Big deer. Um, did you get to put your hands on him? No. Nope. Never did. I've never, like, he's never, like, hey, he always, like, messaged me, like, a month after he kills him. <laughs> he's real good about that. Like, oh, yeah, I killed that one. And then he'll send me a picture. I'm like, damn, I've been looking for that deer for a month, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, that's that's the way it goes out there. Dog eat dog, but. Yeah, brother. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me. And uh, way to chase your goals, man, and uh, not, you know, and not, not give up, not settle, and, and try to better yourself and your business. Um, like I said, I I really appreciate your friendship. And anytime I can uh, get the word out about a guy that I, you know, I like as a friend and also has a badass product, I'm going to do it. So anybody out there looking for some bowstrings, make sure and uh, look up Tony. You can reach out. Where? What's the best way to reach out to you so people can know? So the website is, and it's much easier to pronounce this time and spell, drawnarchery.co, C-O, drawnarchery.co. Um, but you can find us on any social media platform, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Drawn Archery. Yeah, and then, like I said, the best thing about it is if you do reach out to him, you're going to be talking to Tony. You're not going to be talking to someone that's going to say, we'll get back with you and blah, 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 a receptionist or whatever. You're going to be like, all right, what do you need? And then you're going to dive yeah. right into it. Um, and he's going to know what you need. And, and there's like, I was looking at there, man, so many options of stuff you can, you guys can do. It's crazy yep. how customizable yep. you can get with a bowstring. <laughs> be prepared to talk because I'm a talker. So yeah, if you yeah. uh, don't have some time, uh, you might just want to shoot me a message. You get me on the phone. <laughs> Yep. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Of course, brother. Good luck this year, man. You too. All right, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode with Tony. Um, just a quick message with this. You know, set those goals for right now, whether that be life, business, hunting season, and just chase them, man. Having a goal to chase, always beneficial. I think that's something that a man needs in his life. Um, something that he wakes up in the morning and it's just not another day. It's He's waking up in the morning and he's striving to do something. Um, and I have multiple goals that I work on every single day. And uh, this podcast is one of them. Um, and without you guys showing up to listen every week, um, I wouldn't be able to do it. Wouldn't have the drive to do it. I'm here because of you guys. Um, and I've committed to put this show out. Um, so I appreciate you guys tuning in, especially all the way to the end here. I love you guys for all the support over all the years that I've been doing this. Um, you guys have shown nothing but love. And uh, hopefully one day I can repay all you guys for the for the love that uh, that you're showing me. Um, but like always, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And why the legacy is out. Tell them coming in your holes next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Central Time.